0: Number 17 is Devin Vassell on the top 25 most interesting fantasy basketball players. We are going to talk about Vassell and how does Wemby affect him and can he be a breakout this season? Let's go! Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! to Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. with no regard for human life. Today and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And we are charging along, continuing our top 25 most interesting fantasy basketball players series with number 17, talking about Spurs guard Devin Vassell. Now, the the hit yesterday or hit last um, podcast was. The man just got paid. He got paid a five-year extension, and it looks like a decent amount of money off the surface here. But I am and have been for the last couple of years a big Devin Vassell fan. So I think that this is... He's going to become a very much a household name over the next couple of years. And uh, if you haven't already clued into him on fantasy, I think you definitely need to do your research and have a look at Devin Vassell. Because I think that based on where he's going in drafts, based on... um, you know what we've seen from him already i think he is primed for a big season and i think you can get some really good value from him in fantasy basketball drafts but let's talk about why we do why we why i think that in a minute but before we do guys if you haven't already go and check out ballboysnbo.com and you'll be able to see all of my thoughts on every single fantasy relevant player this season on my projections for platinum members all my top 150 rankings for category leagues and points leagues. I was asked a question today about how often do I update my projections and how often do I update my rankings? I update my projections nearly every day if there's a reason for me to. So as soon as there's a trade or something like that, I update those projections over there. If there's something that happens that is a change in my perspective or change in my thoughts, I update my projections. If there's something that happens that still means that there's a bit of clarity, for example, like James Harden, playing with the 76ers or training at least. I haven't touched my projections when it comes to that kind of a news because I'm still skeptical about whether or not James Harden is there. I still think there's a lot of pushing about him trying to get traded to the Clippers. So news like that, I try not to overreact um, and just kind of still let the the pieces fall in um, because I think there is sometimes a danger for analysts or, or people to do that and make quick reactions when... News is very, very fluid day-to-day, so um, if there's something concrete for me to latch my hands around and uh, sink my teeth into, I will I will go onto it and update it straight away. So just know that if you are doing your drafts, that all that uh, information is, is as up-to-date as possible, especially this time of year when you guys are going to your fantasy basketball drafts, go over, check that one out, and have that ready to dominate your league. But let's talk Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell, he is a young player going into his fourth season in the NBA for the San Antonio Spurs, 23 years old, only just turned 23. Um, And his ADP is very interesting. So on Yahoo, his ADP is 72, fan track 79.7, so basically 80. And the good friends over at ESPN, falling asleep at the wheel, 120, sign me up. I need to get myself in some ESPN leagues. I've never played ESPN leagues, probably for this reason, but I don't know. Get me some cash, ESPN leagues, and I'll make some money. Um, is 2023-24 averages, he only played the 38 games, which maybe is scaring a bunch of people off, potentially. He played 31 minutes per game that uh, year. For his season, he was the 79th ranked player and the 81st ranked player when it came to minus one. On a Yahoo default points league, he was the 77th ranked player per game. But this is the big but, and this is where I think we can get a lot of value for a player like Devin Vassell. He had a very funky year. He had a year that started out extremely well, in my opinion. I was big on him last year. And I was right in terms of where he was going in drafts and where I had him valued until he got injured partway through the season, had a knee injury, had surgery on that, came back. And then at the end of the season, there was a bunch of funky shenanigans. The Spurs were obviously tanking for Victor Weminyaba, And hey, it bloody well worked. (laughs) They turned their franchise around in one season. So I think that the stuff at the end of the season, we can almost throw it away. He, he came back, came off the bench for a couple of games, uh, which was weird, played four games in a row, sat a game, played two games, sat a game, played one game, sat a game, played one game, and then sat the rest of the season. So in those minutes, no consistency, no. Um, I guess he, he didn't get the, the, the wheels rolling properly. So in my opinion, those stats, whilst... There is something to, I really think we need to take those stats with a pinch of salt. So, what I want to do is look at what Devin Vassell did in the time before his knee injury. Now, he played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games after the injury, which uh, means that he would have played 29 games before he went down with that injury and um, his season went down. So, this is a 29 game sample size before his knee injury, and if we look at what his stats were, he averaged 19.6 points, 2.8 threes, 4 rebounds, 3.6 assists, 1.3 steals, 0.4 blocks, 44.7% from the field, so nearly 45%, and 80% from the free throw line. This was good for 50th in 9cat ranked, 63rd in minus 1, and 63rd in Yahoo points. So considerably better than what his stats would suggest for this season. Um, in fact, about 20 spots on most of those rankings, he jumps up when you just take into account what he did before the injury last year. So when you look at his ADP data as well, we can get some really good value for someone that really... You know, loves nine-cat rankings and things like that. You've got nearly 20 to 30 spots of value based on where he's being drafted, even if he just does exactly what he did last year to start the season. And again, we've got a player, we're talking about a player who's coming into his fourth NBA season. Um, he's 23 years old, getting better, he is someone that is loved as well by the advanced metrics. He's actually a really, really highly rated pick-and-roll ball handler. He's um, one of the more efficient players in that situation, and I think he's going to get more opportunity to do that on this Spurs team, um, especially with a player like Victor Wembanyama coming into this side. They're going to need the ball in the hands of these capable guards like a Devin Vassell, and I think that he will actually benefit a fair bit. So if we look at those stats... He also did that in about 31 minutes per game, if I double-check that. Yep, 31 minutes per game he did those stats in. So I don't really see a reason why he can't replicate these stats. Now, the biggest elephant in the room for the San Antonio Spurs is the Wemby effect. So what is the Wemby effect? He's going to come into this team, and how much is he going to change this roster immediately? So if we just look at Usage rate. Now, I'm highlighting usage rate here because Wemby coming in, I don't think it's going to take steals away from Vassell. I don't think it's going to take away assists from Vassell. Vassell's value is not in blocks. It's probably not in rebounds either, although he did rebound nearly five per game in that time that we just spoke about. But it's it's usage. It's how much does he shoot? How many threes does he get? uh, How many times does he get to the free throw line? So, Keldon Johnson led this team in usage at 28.1%, followed by Devin Vassell at 22.4%, very closely followed behind Zach Collins, Trey Jones at 19.5%, and then Jeremy Sohan at 20%. These are the players that I think you could argue will start next to Wemby this season. You've got five players there. One of them will need to move to the bench. Now, my prediction and my pick for the most of this offseason is Keldon Johnson. Now, that is not confirmed yet, but I do believe that Keldon Johnson will be moving to the bench. And I believe that for two reasons. Number one, I think it makes the most sense from a basketball point of view because he is someone that likes to score. He obviously has a high usage, but he's not the most effective player defensively. He's not the best playmaking guy. He doesn't play um, what you would typically describe as team-orientated basketball. Uh, look, he's not bad by any stretch. I think he's fine. Um, but I also think that he is his ceiling as a wing starter on a good NBA team is is pretty low. I think his best role in a championship team or a team with championship aspirations is more of that six man type type role. And the second reason in why I think he's going to come off the bench is there was a quote probably a couple of months ago now talking about and it was came from Keldon Johnson himself. Keldon Johnson was asked um, about. I can't remember exactly. I might have to look this up and retweet it. But he was asked about his role for next season and and if he, uh, or what he plans on, or what he's comfortable doing for the team. And he, in that interview, quoted himself saying that he would be comfortable coming off the bench for this team and he's happy to do whatever it takes for this team to win. Um, So that quote that came out through his own mouth, his own words really has me thinking that, okay, maybe there's been some conversations that have already had, maybe there's a plan in place or this was something that, you know, the the team was discussing, okay, if we get Wemby, like, how is this going to work? Um, There were other quotes earlier, I think before they even had the number one pick where they said, okay, Zach Collins is going to be our starting center next year. Um, So these kind of things, these tea leaves all kind of line up for me to think that Kelvin Johnson's going to be moving off the bench. But it hasn't been confirmed yet. If that is the case, I think that the loss of Kelden Johnson, at least moving him into the second lineup, replacing him with Victor Wemenyama, you will actually see, I think in my opinion, a more likelihood for Vassell's usage to go up than it is to go down. I don't think Wemby is going to come in here and replace the 28% usage from Keldon Johnson. I don't think he's going to reach that number. So in the minutes that Vassell is on the floor. His usage, I think, is going to be higher than what it was last season when he was playing with Keldon Johnson, this year playing with Victor Weminyama. So I actually think there's upside on those numbers that he put up last season. The other thing that... So that's... I guess that's like the, the... the good scenario for, for Devin Vassell. That's probably the best case scenario if Kelder Johnson moves to the bench, freeing up more usage for Devin Vassell, freeing up more pick and roll responsibility for Devin Vassell. That is an option and a possibility where I see Vassell cracking through that top 50 number when it comes to minus one ranking. The other options I think you could probably see Devin Purcell is going to start. I don't think he's moving to the bench at all. I think I'm pretty confident in that. The other one I think I'm pretty confident in him starting is Zach Collins. Again, Wemby wants to play four. And what Wemby wants, Wemby will get. (laughs) He is the franchise uh, cornerstone player. So if he wants to play power forward, he's going to bloody play play power forward. And also the, the quotes from Popovich saying that Collins will start. I feel confident about that. Trey Jones and Jeremy Sohan are probably the other two candidates now. I think Jeremy Sohan is a player that the Spurs are heavily invested in. Uh, they took him, when did they take him, like 10 last year? In the lottery, at least. They He's shown some really good commitment to improving his game. The whole one-headed free throw thing really um, shows to me that he's a guy that is willing to do whatever it takes for the team to make himself better. I really like that from a development point of view. I also think that his defensive versatility, if you play a lineup with him, Wemby, Vassell, Collins out on the court, you've got a really, really interesting defensive lineup. The only thing that I hesitate with Sohan is the poor shooting. Is that spacing not good enough for an NBA team out there? But the thing that encourages me is that obviously Wemby can space the floor. Collins is not a bad shooter either. Uh, But then again, you've got Trey Jones there. So again, not the best of spacing out there. And a similar story for Trey Jones, but he is probably the, the only real pure point guard in this team. And I think you do want to have players like that to help Wemby get to his spot. So I think it's out of Johnson, Jones, and Sohan to get to be the one that moves to the bench. At this stage, I think it's Keldon Johnson. The next option I actually think is going to be Trey Jones. And then the last option I think is Sohan, just because I think the team is prioritizing him as a future real key piece to this franchise. And they want to see if they can make it work. It wouldn't surprise me if Sohan plays point guard. And Trey Jones moves to the bench, and you run a lineup, a bigger lineup with Sohan, Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Wemby, and Collins. Like that's a huge lineup, um, but you've got space and you've got playmaking out there. So I could see a lineup where they do that. They, they probably will be tinkering throughout the seasons. I actually still think that that will be the case. So we're going to have to put up with that. But I do think that Wemby and Vassell are like the two most consistent constants on this team. So, in one of those scenarios, I think that Vassell has upside to improve. I also just don't think that there's too much downside. I mean, you look at those usage rates and you see him, Vassell, that is, at 22.4%, with these other guys not too dissimilar. Uh, they're not too, he's not. That far ahead of all of them. So I think that you're going to see a usage drop from those guys first. You're going to see a usage drop from Collins, especially Trey Jones, probably Jerry Sohan as well, maybe a little bit before you see Kelvin Johnson, oh, sorry, Devin Vassell drop in his usage. I think that of all of those players, he is the safest to maintain. And if Johnson moves to the bench, improve, increase his usage percentage, and probably even get some more playmaking reps to see his assists come up. So if we go back to that ADP data, I think that there is some pretty serious value in Devin Vassell here um, without a whole lot of downside, in my opinion. I think that, that really it's not someone that is going to bust at any any stretch of the imagination. You're getting great steals, threes, decent assists, scoring. I think the percentages are okay. They're pretty decent. I don't think he's necessarily going to have to punt field goal percentage with. I think Wemby coming along really helps that. Um, he can maybe get you half a block per game. So he's... He's good across the board, really good for for all different types of formats. But I think just based on where he's going with his ADP, I think that there is some serious value in someone like a Devin Vassell. So I think he's a really good buy. Don't go reaching inside the top 60, I don't think. But if you can get him closer to that 70 mark, late 60s, if he really fits what you're wanting to do, I still think there's a little bit of upside there. Um, So he is someone that I think if you weren't thinking about him already, I definitely think you should put him on your radar and monitor what the Spurs are doing in the preseason and what their starting lineup might look come the opening night. So that is Devin Bissell at number 17. Let's give you guys a clue for who is coming at number 16. Here is the clue. Of all the players in the top 25 most interesting, this player is by far, well, uh, fairly comfortably the oldest player on the list. He is the oldest player. He is also someone that I can see a very wide range of outcomes. And I think at some points I've thought he's been a bust candidate. At some points I've thought he's actually some value my mind is kind of all over the place about how I value this player. I find it very difficult to peg down a spot that I want to draft him. But he is the oldest player on the top 25 most relevant. So that is your hint, guys. Drop down in the comments who do you think the, the player is. Give this video a big thumbs up, guys. And make sure, if you haven't, please subscribe to YouTube. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.